WDBM East Lansing. Welcome to Impact Exposure. Exposure is 88.9 The Impact's one-hour forum discussing relevant issues affecting the MSU community. And now, tonight's Exposure. Good evening, everyone. I'm your host, Destin, and you have joined Exposure. Um, we've got a lot of wonderful guests this evening. We're going to start off with Melissa. She is here from LCC, and she's going to talk a little bit. Actually, we talked on the phone, as we were just saying earlier, um, yes. about a month ago. Yeah. And what was the name of the show? It was Wonder of the World. That was our first summer Wonder stage of the World. Okay. production. That's yeah. right. And we have uh, moved on to another one. Yes. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing. We are doing Alice in Wonderland. At LCC in the summer, we do a free uh, outdoor festival of music, dance, and theater. It's called Summer Stage Under the Stars. And the play that we're doing right now will run Wednesday through Sunday, Alice in Wonderland. And we are really excited about it because we have worked with a local writer who has taken Lewis Carroll's book and adapted it for the stage. There are just a ton of adaptations out there of Alice in Wonderland. Okay, yeah. And there... a lot of them are done for children because Alice in Wonderland is, you know, sort of a right. children's story. Even though it's a great story for for people of all ages. Sure. And the director read at least a dozen different adaptations, and many of them really dumbed the story down. They took out a lot of the good parts and streamlined it so it would be about an hour long play. Right. And we're doing this. It's. Um, Part of our studio theater program, we have a four-semester studio theater program uh, for acting students um, that gives them a real intensive training in in acting. And this is the second semester. It focuses on voice and movement skills. So you want to do things that are very heightened and that involve a lot of movement and a chance to use a real variety of of vocal skills. Alice in Wonderland, with all these great characters, is... It's a perfect opportunity for that. Um, let me ask you, is that what sort of creative license are you allowed to do as you form an adaptive play of something? I mean, Well, uh, pretty complete in, in that this is a public domain. Lewis Carroll, uh, uh, the, the book Alice in Wonderland is, is in the public domain. So okay. a writer can take that and, uh, you know... Turn it upside down if they want to, even though it's sort of an already upside down story. Right, sure. Which, which is means, great about which it. means it'd be right side up if yes. they rewrote. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> Good point. All right. <laughs> but this writer who has done, um, who's who's written other plays, and he's also done another adaptation for LCC a few years ago. He took the film script for Adam's Rib, uh, which uh, the film had featured Catherine Hepburn and Spencer Tracy, and he wrote a stage adaptation for us that we produced. Oh. So he's really, really skilled at... at at, at taking some existing literature and and turning it into something that's going to work well in in uh, the theater and what he's done is is really retained so many of the great characters mm-hmm. in Alice in Wonderland and given each scene enough substance so that you understand what's going on and it's absurd it's there's a lot of nonsense right. so you got to be able to follow it, but you don't stay too long in any one scene so it doesn't get bogged down so it really moves and there's a lot of action and uh i mean he's kept the 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 caucus race of tweedledee and tweedledum and the mad hatter and right. the, the tea party and, okay. and uh, you know all of all of those characters i was going to say for the the movie they actually cut it down from the book so to cut it down to an hour even still yes. you know i was going to ask he so he didn't really drop any of the characters he didn't really drop any of the characters but he did cut 
he cut quite oh, okay. a bit in terms of of uh, he didn't make every uh, chapter or every scene or every you know every portion of the story into a part of the script right because it, it does need to, to play and it, it needs to be presented in in dialogue that will play well between characters on the stage as opposed to something that you can read and one of the devices he used though is he made the Cheshire cat the narrator so the Cheshire cat comes in and out okay and you know kind of sets things up for Alice who wanders through um, and the director Paige Dunkel has done a lot of really creative staging I mean you could go as you if you've seen the movie the effects right. are wild right. but we're not colors yeah yeah, yeah water you right. know the pool of tears and everything right. we, we can't have a big pool of tears on the right. stage right um, and and the rabbit hole you know we're not going to do some crazy special effect but she's used the cards to create a lot of the spaces that Alice falls down through and the door she looks through. And, oh, well, that's really and neat. The costumes are amazing. I was We've just going to ask you. you got, I'm sure you got the colors still rolling. Oh yeah, yeah. The costumes are just. They're, they're great. There isn't one that isn't really fun. And we've got a great costume department and the caterpillar and, you know, the, the mock turtle, Alice, the cards, the queen of hearts. The just, you know, yeah. it's, it's just really fun. And the, the thing that I like too about it is it, um, I mean, people think Alice in Wonderland think that's for kids, you know, we'll bring the kids, we'll bring the grandkids, the nieces, whatever. But it's it's a good play for people of you know any age who enjoy theater, who enjoy you know a lot of action and, and a, the absurdity of it too. I sure, mean, it's it's, it's a little bizarre. Right. Well, and the people who really like it may be a little bizarre as well because I happen to love it, and oh, good. Uh, I'm told all the time I'm bizarre. So <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit about the uh, the the people who put that on. They are LCC students. The the people in the, play in the play, the actors. are LCC students. Yeah. Okay. The the majority of them, it's about a twenty person cast, and um, at least a dozen of them are students in the the theater program. And the remaining eight people, some of them are LCC students, some of them are actors from the community, and and there's a couple of high school students too. Okay. Who came to auditions and and were cast, and then the the. Um, the design team behind it is our professional designers. When we do what we call a main stage production, we hire scenic and lighting and properties designers who who try and do this for a living. You know, like a lot of artists, you just can't depend on any one thing. Sure. Um, and we have a costume department and um, a scene uh, production department, scene shop that actually wow. produce those. We have a costume designer on staff and. Um, and the uh, the director is one of our faculty, so she's teaching okay. teaching the class. So it's kind of oh, auditions are open for whoever then. They are oh, absolutely okay. absolutely cool. for um, all of our main stage plays. Anybody who's interested can uh, audition, and they should take a look at our website um, lcc.edu/hpa/events, and then you can go to an audition page. And whenever we have auditions, there's info there on on what's coming up. Okay, so, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, the times that it's running, once again, are this week th- starting Thursday? Starting Wednesday, Wednesday, 8 o'clock. Wednesday, okay. the 23rd through Sunday, the 27th. And um, performances are outdoors at LCC's Amphitheater, which is located on the Washington Mall. It's behind DART, between DART and the Gannon Building. Okay. Um, there's lots of parking around on the streets. And if it rains... Uh, we'll be in Dart Auditorium. We can't move the set in, but we move everything else right. in, so we don't cancel the show. Just, oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, and that is a no-charge event? No charge. Okay, perfect. Well, I like no-charge events. Yes, so do we. <laughs> um, Most of ours are. People in school, you know. Are, yeah. Um, Works for the budget. <laughs> exactly. Um, 
how did you get involved? What is your p- actual position for? You work for LCC? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I do. I, I work in the Performing Arts Department. I'm the production coordinator, and uh, I'm going on six years, and I produce all the public events, music, theater, dance, for the department. And we have, you know, probably like 50 events a year, concerts, wow. plays, dance concerts, um, readings, all kinds of things. And I got involved, oh, you know, the usual circuitous path that we all take in life right. so accidental <laughs> stumble upon it theater is the perfect right. place for yeah that. no that's cool i i i'm a huge fan of theater um i guess my last question is um the the gentleman who rewrote the alice in wonderland yes. does that now is that like a copyright like for him does he like register it so if someone down the line you know saw the play your play and loved it could then get a copy of that from him, or yes. is it just solely his now? No, he, uh, in fact, uh, and his name's Jesse Deerdorf Green, he uh, will seek a copyright for that, and he could uh, uh, try and shop it to a publisher, uh, or he could could send it out himself. People could contact, contact him directly, and we've right. done that before with playwrights who may not work through a publisher, but who have created something. Um, so that's that's his. Just like you know, the dozens of other versions of Alice right. in Wonderland out there are. You know, uh, anybody can contact those. That's really cool. Um, it is. That's cool. You can take something that's public domain and then you know make it your own and yes. then you know be in charge of that. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Melissa. Was there anything that uh, we didn't cover that you'd like to? Uh, you know, you're going to probably be back here in a couple of weeks anyway, telling us about the next things that you're yes, doing over there. Yes, actually, we have a, a, another person I work with who's coming on next week to okay. talk about a dance concert. <laughs> if people uh, have questions, they can call 517-483-1488, or they can check out our website, lcc.edu, okay. and just encourage everybody to, to check it out. That's awesome. All right. Well, there you go. Thank you. We're in a t- you're welcome. Thank you for coming in and braving the uh, construction going on here in the building. Yeah. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Exposure on WDBM East Lansing. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. At the football game, Jim shows the telltale signs of being wasted. He starts flexing for the camera. He refers to his muscles as gunboats. He screams, how's this for a halftime show? Jim streaks the field. It's easy to tell if you've had way too many to drive. But what if you've had just one too many to drive? Never underestimate just a few. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, the Ad Council, and this station. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, Primetime. where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Sunday nights, check out Sit or Spin from 8 to 10 p.m., where you can voice your opinion on what new music we play here on the Impact. Only on Impact Primetime. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. Hello, you are back. Thank you for joining us once again. We are going to talk to Sarah now, um, and she is here representing ANC Sunday in the Park, correct? Yeah, well, Saturday in the Park. Oh, Saturday in the Park. Ah. Well, the host obviously didn't do his research correctly, or somebody didn't, so I apologize for that. <laughs> um, I guess my first question is, what does ANC stand for? Um, it's the Allen Neighborhood Center. Okay. Um, we are the local neighborhood center on the east side of Lansing, doing community building and uh, 
kind of helping um, people in the neighborhood come together and, you know, enjoy where they live. That's very cool. Um, so that's an actual building where people go to socialize and meet yeah. other neighbors and residents? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we have different um, programs that bring people together. We have kids programs. We have senior programs. Um, we have different, um, you know, work housing workshops or information on mortgages. We get people free health insurance and talk to them about their health issues, that kind of a thing. That's so. very cool. Now, is that sponsored by the city then, or is that a non- are you a nonprofit organization? We're a nonprofit organization. Um, we're actually just about entirely funded by... By grants, um, some of which come from the city of Lansing, um, some of which come from the Ingham County Health Department for a lot of the health-related work that we do. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of food programming right now. We have a um, farmer's market every week in the um, parking lot to bring access to fresh food to people in the neighborhood. We just put up a huge new greenhouse in Hunter Park that's kind of this urban gardening initiative. And those things are, you know, funded by the USDA or by the Michigan Nutrition Network, that kind of a thing. Well, very cool. Um, How did you get involved with them? Um, Well, I uh, went to Michigan State here. And when I got out of school... um, I was looking for a job. I was thinking about joining the AmeriCorps. And so that's how I actually found out about the Neighborhood Center. And I ended up getting hired on as like a part-time outreach worker, um, going door-to-door. We canvas all summer long to talk to everybody who lives in the neighborhood and see what's going on for them and what they'd like to see come out of the Neighborhood Center and that kind of a thing. Right. And um, I've been working there ever since. It's been about three years now. So. That's very cool. Yeah. Um, real quick, how how are you received when you walk around to talk to neighbors? Like, do people are they warm to you? Because I I have found <laughs> uh, I know people who have gone around to. Right. I mean, it's a different situation to sell things, but you know they find that people aren't very friendly when you approach their their area do you find that 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 is not true or is true uh, people are people are extremely friendly towards yeah. us actually and we've been doing this for quite some time now the center's been there for about nine years okay and so you know every couple of years we come to people's door and once in a great while like uh, you know maybe out of every 300 doors i go to somebody doesn't want to talk to me but hardly are people ever rude to me and right you know i mean we're trying to give people free health insurance right. we're trying sure. to let them know what's going on in town that sure. kind of a thing so okay well that's awesome. Um, tell us about Saturday in the Park. Um, Saturday in the Park is um, an event that we have in Hunter Park. It is our second year having it, actually. Um, Hunter Park is located on Kalamazoo Street, just west of campus, actually. And... Um, Basically, it's kind of just a, you know, fun, active event. Come out to the park, have a good time, bring your friends, bring your family, listen to some live music, you know. Um, we have a three-on-three basketball tournament for anybody 18 and under who wants to participate in that kind of a thing, and that's really fun for a lot of the kids. Yeah. And, you know, there'll be exercise samplers, for example, where you can learn to Latin dance or Habibi dance or Taekwondo, and it's just kind of... You know, different ways to be outside and be active. And, you know, when you live in the city, um, I think you really begin to appreciate green spaces and parks. Yeah. And we've done a lot of work in the last couple of years to try to do some um, do some work on Hunter Park and make it really lively and make it really fun for people to hang out in. Right. So, yeah. Hunter Park is where? Is it on the corner of, is it Saginaw? Is it on Saginaw? No, it's on Kalamazoo Street. Kalamazoo. Like East Kalamazoo, like 
if you were at the Breslin Center and went yeah. away from East Lansing, right. you'd pretty much run into it after about a mile and a half. Oh, okay. Yeah. Very cool. Um, you said music. What? Who's uh, coming in? Are there just local vendors? You got bands coming in? Um, different local musicians, um, people who... You know, just kind of that we contacted. Actually, I think one of your DJs, Ben Hall, will be performing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's exciting. Yeah. Cheers for Ben. Yep. Definitely. Great guy. Okay, cool. Um, We've got, you know, a jazz quartet coming in. We've got these folks called the Biddle City Band who are kind of folksy. And um, apparently, Lansing used to be called Biddle City. And so. Oh, really? Yeah. They've got this kind of um, interesting folk thing going on. So that'll be fun. And. Uh, I think the bands will start around like 11 o'clock and go throughout the day. Okay. Yeah. Um, I can't pass this up. Do you know why it was called Biddle City? I mean, I Googled it and I don't remember. Okay. (laughs) I I don't know. There were these pictures of like old Lansing. I'm not, I've just, Brandon, do you know what a Biddle is? No, nobody knows what a Biddle is. Okay. <laughs> uh, I thought maybe maybe we produced Biddles back in the day. Possibly. Um, all right. Uh, I think Biddle City sounds kind of cool. Um, how about food? What's uh, what's food? in the neighborhood of food, et cetera? Are, you, are people to bring their own food if they're going to stay in the park all day? Or um, will there be vendors There'll available? be a couple of food vendors. There'll okay. be some Mexican food. There'll be some Hawaiian food, which I think sounds really interesting. Okay. Um, we're also going to have some of the vendors from the farmer's market. If people okay. want to get some you know, fresh fruits or vegetables. Um, we recently put a half-mile walking path in the park as part of a Cool Cities grant. Okay. And so we're doing kind of like this 3 k fun walk in the morning and people can you know earn gift certificates to the farmer's market either to be spent that day or on any wednesday for the rest of the summer um so that's pretty neat okay are the farmer's markets at the park or Um, they take place at the center they take place in the um in the parking lot kind of of the center okay you'd be amazed how it transforms on a wednesday but (laughs) um (laughs) sure tents and all that kind of stuff right absolutely um but we will have a you know at least a couple of vendors in the park on saturday for people to pick up some fresh produce all right very good um and for the the really young kids will there be the the games for them as well oh of course yeah we'll have um Actually, one of the things that we're doing is um, something they call a bike rodeo, which is kind of like an obstacle course, kind of fun thing for kids with bikes. All right. Um, we'll be doing, you know, bike helmet decoration contests, painting pots and putting flowers in them. And actually, um, for from 10 to noon and from 1 to 3, we'll have those big, giant, inflatable parks and rec um Things. One of them is like a giant obstacle course, kind of like American Gladiator style, okay. if you will. All and, right. um, all, and then for the second part of it, they have just this year, they got a new um, tiki-themed climbing wall, okay. which apparently is prepared to take adults as well. So I'm okay. kind of excited about Interesting. that. Interesting. All yeah. right. Um, yeah, that's very cool. I have seen those climbing walls. I have never been inclined enough to engage in climbing one of them but it does look fun um the uh the time that it starts is 11 or you said things were going to get going around 11 um the music will start at 11 it'll the event itself will start at 10 o'clock and 10 go till okay. about four um any if there's any you know folks under 18 who are interested in participating in the no charge three-on-three basketball tournament um they can feel free to show up at nine o'clock to sign up they'll have to bring a parent or guardian to allow them to play um 
But yeah, we'll be kicking it off around 10 o'clock and go until about 4. Sounds good. Is there a webpage uh, where people can uh, go to just kind of look at some of the events and that kind of thing? Absolutely. You can go to www.allenneighborhoodcenter.org, or you can also um, give us a call at 367-2468. All right. And that's a 517, I'm assuming. Um, Yes, absolutely. All right, cool. Well, there you have it. Um, Is there anything about Saturday in the Park that we did not cover that you'd like to mention? Um, parking, parking going to be close in the park, I assume, right? Um, yeah, there's a parking lot like in the back of the park that you could come in. You can actually park on any of the streets in the neighborhood and okay. just walk a block or two. Right. But, um, yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Everybody had a lot of fun last year. And so we're looking forward to Saturday. That's very cool. Well, I hope the weather uh, stays clear for you. Thank out there. you. Me awesome. Too. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for joining us. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Exposure on WDBM East Lansing. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. For some high school students, school can be a dangerous place. All the gamers look at you as a game member, too. For some, just being in school can be a struggle. I wouldn't go to school. I didn't care about what my mom said. My mom would tell me, like, what are you doing for yourself? You're not doing nothing. But despite all the obstacles, inside every high school student is a graduate. People look down on you if you don't have a diploma. I want to graduate because they say I won't. Go to BoostUp.org and find out how you can help a friend, a son, a daughter finish high school. BoostUp.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Army and the Ad Council. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, Primetime, where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Tuesday nights from 8 until midnight, the Impact's Progressive Torch and Twang brings you the best in alternative country and grassroots music. Only on Impact Primetime. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. And welcome back. Once again, uh, we do welcome your calls, 432-3893. You're listening to Exposure. I'm your host, Destin, and uh, I made it. I made it through another week, so I'm back. And joined now by Nikki. How do you say your last name? Shippel? Shippel. Shippel. Okay. Nikki Shippel, and she's here with the West Side Summerfest, which coincidentally takes place on Saturday as well. Indeed. Um, it does. So we're not going to have any fighting over who sh- who should go to which one. Um, tell us first uh, how you got involved with West Side Summerfest. Okay. Well, I got involved with West Side Summerfest um, after I got accepted to an internship program called Urban Collaborators, which is offered through MSU Extension. Mm-hmm. I don't know if everybody knows, but MSU, because we're a land-grant college, we have an office in every county in Michigan that pretty much offers free information. And they allocate a certain amount of grant money to send several different interns to different key cities in Michigan to work on um, making them better, making right. them cool cities. So my boss, Jessica Yorko, who is the program manager of the West Side Alliance, she applied for the um, the grant, so to speak, and uh, and here I am working for the West Side Alliance program of the Northwest Initiative. All right. Um, a, a real quick sidebar, I was speaking with Nikki before the show started, and this girl knows more about land and property and building <laughs> and and city development than anybody I know. It's absolutely unbelievable. Um, 
Well, that's that's very cool. Westside Summerfest then is just uh, just something that they put on through. Well, the Westside Summerfest, I think, what makes it so special is it's part of our revitalization process um, in the historic um, neighborhood and business district along um, Saginaw Street from right. about Stanley to Grand the River. Um, <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> it's good to specify. And uh, this festival is. It's about it's it's kind of about our I guess our motto, which is history, community, and diversity. Right. And it's it focuses on it focuses on bringing the community out. It gives them um, a reason to be excited about where they live. It's very family oriented. While at the same time, we've advertised all over Lansing because it definitely has some attractions that would bring residents from all over. In fact. If you go down Grand River, you're going to see a lot of posters for our event as well. Right, we, we've right. already covered East Lansing too. Right. Well, that's awesome. Um, how long has Westside Summerfest been going on? This is the second year. Okay. Um, we had about a thousand people turn out last year throughout the day, and this year we're trying to triple attendance. Um, and we have we have a really we have a really great um, great day planned. We have um, we have vendors, um, including um, artisan and farmers markets, so we're also going to have fresh produce, fresh Michigan produce right. to uh, purchase. Good. Mediterranean desserts. Um, we also have uh, local artists that are coming out with hand-dyed accessories. We have um, some people from Lansing City Market coming out with uh, handcrafted jewelry, uh, medis- uh, herbs and uh, well, herbal soaps and balms. Sure, yeah. Um, some of them for medicinal purposes. I know my boss picked out something for um, eczema today for her neighbor. From really? One of the women that's going to be part of our artisan's market. She has some fabulous... Is that like a soap stuff. or like a lotion? It's like, Do you a, know? it's like a salve. And it's it's all natural. It's all organic. And uh, Interesting. we have a, a woman I work with is going to bring out her paintings. She was involved with a mural that we recently um, started right. to put up on a building on Saginaw Street, our uh, Westside Community Diversity Mural, uh, put together by uh, local Lansing artists yep. and uh, the Westside Kids. Very which, cool. Uh, check it out. It's uh, on the 800th block of Saginaw. Okay. It's right there on the side of a building or what? Yeah, it's right on the side of a building, and it adds so much color to to that strip of uh, commercial district. That's on what? What do you know the around the address? Saginaw. I, I want to say eight twenty nine West Saginaw. All right. But I I wouldn't quote me fully. I guess. And is it too late to uh, become an artist on that mural? It is now. Okay. But um, you know, you're always welcome to to chime in if uh, if we ever do a different one. Sure. So okay, you know, very cool. And. Yeah, so our, our Westside Summerfest, uh, it's also, besides our Farmers and Artisans Market, um, we're having live music all day, starting at 2 o'clock when our festival starts. Okay. We've got a, so a lot of local bands, and some of, them are, some of them are pretty popular. We've got Chris Dorman out with some folk music. Okay. Um, Tom Jane and the Nomads, which they have just this wonderful array of instruments. I don't even know what this sounds like. They have the didgeridoo <laughs> and trumpets, yep. guitars, so a, a big world jazz Celtic gotcha. sound. Gotcha, gotcha. We have live poetry reading, and okay. I believe that the people doing it used to be part of the New Poets, which is a Lansing okay. group that I believe Northwest Initiative um, sponsors here and there. I think they're actually having an event on Thursday okay. right outside the Capitol. Well, very cool. So, and a bunch of others, too. We have Jeff Balbori. He's he played with Muddy Waters and uh, and uh, Chuck Berry. Okay. Just to give an idea. So, so a little blues, jazz. Real blues. Gotcha. Um, okay. Uh, we, have some, we have some local rap groups. Um, and we ha- we're finishing up with our Power Light Band, which is 
They've been around since 1980, so they've got this this great Motown jazz rhythm and blues sound. So it's it's something for the adults to enjoy. We have kids activities too. Yeah,、um, just gonna work into that. Good segue.、Okay. Definitely have some kids activities for the little guys. We've got the face painting and the, and we have also have a bicycle rodeo with the obstacle course water、okay. balloon contest. I think what is actually pretty cool is one of our programs through Northwest Initiative,、um, our food systems program. They sponsor、um, an orga- organic garden. That teaches nutrition education at Riddle Elementary School in Lansing,、huh. and the woman that、um, is in charge of that program, Katie Olander, she'll be out there with her own booth called Food Fun with Katie,、okay. where they'll be teaching kids how to make、uh, healthy snacks after school,、um, salsa. We're gonna be、right. making some salsa,、okay. making some veggie magnets, but. Um, for the older kids, because when I was petitioning, they definitely said there's nothing for us to do. You know that 13 year old,、right. you're too young, too、right. old deal.、Right. We have a basketball tournament as well. Okay,、um, definitely going to be a Gus Macker style. Okay,、uh, three on three, no charge,、okay. and it's never too late to sign up. As long as you get there between two and two forty-five,、uh, we'll have you fill out a waiver, and、okay. you can you can sign up your team. Sure. Okay.、Um, I'm glad you mentioned salsa because with all the salmonella and E. coli going around, that's probably good to have locally made、yes. stuff like that.、So. Definitely, I definitely picked up my、uh, actually I picked up my tomatoes from the Allen Street Market that、okay. uh, Sarah was just talking about. You know what? It's really funny because、um, I work in Meridian Township at the、oh, yeah. Township Building, and they have a farmers market. I think pretty much generally a lot of people have a farmers market, but it is amazing how much busier that thing. Has gotten just this year. I mean, we they they must have quadrupled the amount of people that come every Wednesday to it.、So. I would certainly agree. You know, I didn't really realize the. It never really occurred to me the importance of of buying local food until actually I started working with this organic garden because that's how I kind of got interested in becoming the intern for my my program as、right. of now, and. You know, it tastes better. <laughs> it sure does. I, I totally agree. The only thing that tastes better than farmers markets is the stuff that you grow in your own backyard. Yeah, which, which I don't know how my landlord <laughs> right, would feel about that. Right? You're like, no, I've just got some corn and tomatoes and stuff rolling out here.、Um, okay.、Uh, it, Talk, let's talk about some of the vendors that'll be there. As far as food are concerned, you just said the、food. salsa and、uh, the the farmers market. Now, will they be making sandwiches and things like that? Or、um, no, you know, I mean. We're definitely going to have some food vendors. Okay.、We've, we tried to get a nice array. We have some of our local businesses coming out. So we've got Domino's Pizza,、um, one of my favorite places to go. Las Palmas,、oh, yeah. uh, Mexican food. It's a little little Mexican joint off off West Saginaw as well, and they serve the best Mexican food. And it's really it's really inexpensive. Right. And they're going to be out there as well,、um, bringing some of their tasty, tasty、okay. fare. We're also going to have Bob and Sam's、uh, Bonafide Barbecue. So we've got a big barbecue、um, vendor coming out. We have chicken and fish、uh, cooked by one of our our own Westside residents. She's coming out.、Um, okay. And we are going to have ice cream too and a hot dog cart. We really tried to cover all the bases. Okay, you, not only all the bases, but all of the、uh, ethnicities as well. Yeah, that's awesome. We we wanted. It's like I said, community and diversity. That's what、yeah. we're trying to promote here. Very cool.、Um, oh, I just to- totally drew a blank. Oh, I remember. What、uh, what would be the best way for people to find out about this event、uh, pre Saturday? Well, my boss put together this wonderful website. www.westsidesummerfest.com,、um, and、okay. you can find all the information you need. We have our vendors listed. We have directions.、Um, it's it's located on a street called Princeton, which is, I would say, if you're looking for the area, it's right by Martin Luther King and、mm-hmm. West Saginaw. 
Okay. Which is a one way, so you might have to take Oakland to get there. But right. And we were talking about the city coming up with the idea of maybe not having those one-way streets anymore. Or at least cutting them down a little bit. Yes, because, you know, I'm from Los Angeles, and there are very few one-way streets. I I can't think of many that I were on, maybe just in the very downtown city area, but uh, I've had to fight and deal with those one-way streets here. And I agree. I, uh, I didn't really know a lot about Lansing's um, roads, I guess you could say, until I started driving them every day. Yeah. And I've been running a lot of errands, and yeah. these one-ways have been killing me. It's a nightmare. Recently. They really, they Let really me ask are. you this. Have you, have you been driving on a one-way and seen a car coming towards you going the wrong way on a one-way yet? I am, I am that car. Oh, that's you. Way. Oh, okay, I, great. I've had my coworker go scream at me going, no, turn. Oh, okay. All right. So now I know, now I know who is coming at me. That's happened to me twice, actually, since I've been here. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. Um, Okay. So then that's this Saturday. This Saturday from 2 p.m. until 9 p.m. Okay. Um, And... As I said, we have, we have some really great things. I guess I also forgot to mention, uh, we're all, we also have some nonprofits in the area coming out. Uh, the Greater Lansing Housing Coalition is coming out, um, and they're going to be doing some workshops on drywall, hole repair, energy efficiency, home security. And something I think is really cool for both residents um, and students, considering I'm sure we have things we need to fix up before the sure. landlord sees here and there. <laughs> right. uh, they have a mobile tool lending library where in, instead of having to purchase the tools yourself for people that might not have the, the expenses to do that, they right. can go and rent the tool and huh. use it to fix up their house. It's pretty much promoting making your house look nicer. Right. So we've got them coming out. And the Obama campaign will be out as well registering voters. Okay. Which is, I think, wonderful. Okay. Yeah, that's that's very cool. Um I had no idea how much stuff. Uh, yeah, you we. Had. I, I wish I. I wish I would have just written it down in a better way. <laughs> we we have a lot to offer. It's definitely a family day. It's no charge okay. to, to attend. Okay. And uh, hopefully everybody will come out. Yeah. Um, really quick, the forums on fixing a door or, or whatever that you were just talking mm-hmm. about. Now, will that be like a classroom style setup or nope, how? Right how's... outside in the festival, they're going to okay. bring their big. Uh, truck out, I believe. Oh. And they're going to park it in our vendor space and do the classes. Um, if you check out the website, the times are on there. Okay. So they're going to be doing it at different times throughout the day. All right. Like one of those trucks that kind of folds out and it's just got I a hole. So. Right. I believe okay. so. I believe so. That's really cool because uh, I just put in a door and I don't know how to finish the outside of it. So well, you that can might check that out. have to come out and pick somebody's brain <laughs> and see if they can tell me how to do that. Um, parking. Parking. I believe uh, you could park on any of the streets really near it. Um, okay. There's a street called Chicago, which borders the parking lot, which is okay. city parking lot number nine, where our festival is mainly being held, besides Princeton. City street. lot number nine is this, the, is the nucleus the, of the party. It's the nucleus of the party. Okay. And you can park on Chicago, which is on the other side of it, besides Princeton. And okay. you can probably park anywhere, honestly, around in the west side. There isn't. I've never seen any no parking signs. Really. Right. So. Okay. Very cool. Um <laughs> I can't imagine there wasn't anything we didn't cover, but was there anything that we didn't cover? You know, I I don't I don't think so. I, I think we've I think we've reached it. Okay. Do you think that you're gonna stay with if this in this place offers you a job, you're gonna stay there? Do you like what you're doing? I really love what I'm doing. Um I definitely would love to take the route of revitalizing areas and looking at placemaking, which is which is what Westside Alliance does. And um, I don't think that it would be necessarily in the budget. Most of our programs are one person run, but I'm hoping that, you know, maybe I can find something to just keep it up with. And I know I'll volunteer. We always need volunteers. Sure. So. Well, you, 
you're a very bright girl, and uh, you <laughs> seem you. to have your head screwed on really good. So thank you very much for coming in and uh, telling us about Westside Summerfest. And again, that's westsidesummerfest.com. Yep. And then get all the information that you would want to know. We're going to take a very short break. Uh, we're going to be right back with Exposure here on the Impact 89 FM. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. Attention shoppers, if anyone is missing a rather plump set of love handles, please come to the customer service counter and claim them. The ample love handles were lost in the produce department where their former owner had purchased fruits and veggies to munch on during the big game. Thank you and have a good day. Small step number 81, snack on fruits and veggies. It's just one of the many small steps you can take to get healthy. Learn more at www.smallstep.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, Primetime, where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Saturday nights from 8 p.m. until 2 a.m., tune into the cultural vibe to hear the best in both local and national hip-hop, plus live mixing on the ones and twos. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Exposure. I'm your host, Dedestin. And uh, I wanted to just say thank you to Nikki once again. She's actually going to hang out here um, and chime in uh, where is needed when I miss anything that I should be asking and I'm not asking. Um, we're going to move on now to um, Mike, and uh, let's see if we can get him rolled through here. Mike, can you hear me? Excellent. How are you doing? Good. How about you? I'm doing very well, thank you. Um, tell us who you're here with, what you're, what you're here to talk about. Oh, I'm here to talk about the Eam County Fair. Um, okay. I'm the uh, fair board president this year. For the fair that'll be next week in Mason. So, okay. Um, how how often has the Ingham County Fair been? How long? We, how long is it? The this is the hundred and fifty fourth year of the fair. It began one hundred fifty four years ago. It was just a little fair around the courthouse, and um, of course now we've expanded to the fairgrounds in Mason. And wow! We have a six day fair starting on Monday. You uh, get the prize, Mike, for having the longest running uh, <laughs> thing that's go- that's going on during the summer. That's amazing. Yeah, um, a lot of history. Yeah. Um, what are the days that this is going to be running? The fair starts on Monday, uh, opens Monday morning, and uh, which is Monday, July twenty eighth, and goes all the way through till Saturday, August second. Wow. Pretty much open all day. We open up at nine a.m. and the fair usually ends around. 11 o'clock or midnight. Okay. Um, obviously, if we were to cover everything that is going on at a week-long fair, we would need about two days. That's true. Um, perhaps you can touch on some of the, the highlights that yeah, are going have, on. Um, a really nice Carnival Midway of um, about 30 Carnival rides and games, food, all that type of typical fair type stuff. And um, each night we have a grandstand program. Uh, new this year on Monday is a, a super stock truck and tractor pull. That's all the big truck and tractors that'll um, pull on Monday yeah. night, so that'll be exciting. And we also have demolition derbies, and uh, those are Wednesday and Thursday next week, and uh, motocross, motor, motorcycle racing on Tuesday. Really? And then uh, rodeo on Friday night, August 1st, and then finish off with another demolition derby on Saturday, August 2nd. Okay. So um, Let me ask you this, because 
I've had a couple of, of guests on previous shows that have had demolition derbies. Mm-hmm. And now, is that something that just anybody can enter into? You just have to provide a car? Or how does yeah, that work? And, uh, if they were to um, stop by the fair office or call the fair office or go to our website and get more information, there's some. you have to build the car in a special way. Oh, okay. Requirements, but uh, it is open to anybody, actually. So. All right, so the old Ford Festiva I have sitting in the yard, I can't just bring that and Probably just not. beat the crap out of it. Okay, <laughs> well, that's that's what I was thinking. Um, very cool. Uh, obviously, there's, I mean, the Ingham County or the Mason Fairgrounds are huge. They are, yeah. We have um, over 50 acres, and uh, just there's uh, numerous exhibit buildings that will have all kinds of animals from the 4-H and FFA kids, uh, still life exhibits, photography, antiques open class exhibits, commercial exhibits, just, uh, it's really a packed fairground. Yeah, I guess. Um, <laughs> you work for Ingham County, Mike? I am um, appointed by the Board of Commissioners as the president of the fair board, so I'm okay. actually a volunteer. We have a, a 13-member fair board um, that serves to help organize the fair, and then we have a staff of six people who also work towards uh, getting the fair ready to go. All right, so that's primarily what you focus on each year as the Ingham County Fair, or do you do other things as well? Well, that's one part. Um, we are a year-round operation. We have a lot of, we call it off-season or off-fair week shows, a lot of horse shows at the fairgrounds, right? that type of thing, flea markets. And sure. Try to keep the fairgrounds busy every weekend. So. Okay. Um, now, is it, is, is it a no charge or a small charge to attend the... There's a small charge to, uh, to attend the, okay. uh, the fair once you get in. And okay. Our, I can give you our website if you want. That would be great. Um, it's just inghamfair.org. Okay. And all the information is there. Um, we like our fair because once you get in the door, in the gates, there's just a lot of neat things you can see that I've mentioned, but plus all kinds of other things, petting zoos, roaming acts where people go around and entertain uh, oh, fairgoers, and gotcha. all kinds of things to see. Like I mentioned, lots of livestock. And right. Um, how about uh, how about music? I'm, just, I'm assuming you got music going on in the evening. We do. Um, our music, we used to have kind of the big-time country shows, but we've we have th- had to stop that because it just becomes so expensive to get the shows in, but... We have a lot of local bands that um, play each night in, in our free show pavilion, so they're going to play each night and uh, put on a performance for everybody. I hear somebody putting on a performance for you in the background. That's true. <laughs> I am. I'm very familiar with crying. I'm. <laughs> I'm nursing some uh, some baby raccoons right now, and they cry. Oh boy. They cry all the time. <laughs> so I'm familiar with that. Um, uh, well, I don't even know where. I mean, there's just so much to talk about. The as far as the setup of the fair itself, when you walk in, um, is it is it designed so that you got uh, food on one side, you've got crafts and things for sale on uh, on another, or is it just all kind of combobulated together? We kind of organize our carnival midways in one area. Uh, although food is kind of scattered all throughout the whole fairground. Okay. Food. We have over thirty different, you know, food units uh, or wagons, not just carnival food, but just all kinds of different uh, local groups like the Farm Bureau has a food stand. Right. Like that. Um, and then we do have a couple buildings with all the commercial exhibits, and then we have a building with all the 4-H exhibits, and then each of the livestock has a barn that's labeled. So once you get in the fairgrounds, it's pretty well organized and laid out so people can we have four different entry gates. You can come in and kind of wander around and right. check everything out. That's very cool. Um, now, do the proceeds that are that are gained through this, do they go back into Ingham County, or they just go back to plan the next fair? They do. Well, all the proceeds from the fair week and from the fair year-round go back to Ingham County Fair, and all the money is just reinvested in into the grounds. Um, we have a newer uh, community hall we just built about eight years ago that we're um, paying off, and just general maintenance of the buildings and asphalt paving and 
Right. Uh, right now we're undergoing a huge electrical upgrade, which is just doesn't sound real exciting, but <laughs> it is. It's Electricity is very important. Yeah, very fire event, very important. Putting all our electrical wires underground and getting more power to the grounds to help with all the campers and right. the exhibitors at the fair. Um, is it too late to be an exhibitor or a um, a crafter or a? It is for this year. Our okay. deadline for open class was in June, so it's too late this year. But okay. Um, we encourage people to come on out and check out the fair and, and think about it for next year. So okay. it's a lot of fun to show at the fair as well. Now, let me ask you, is there is there a small fee if you want to be a vendor there? or There is, again, a, yeah, if you okay. want to be a vendor or an exhibitor, there's just a small okay. fee to do that. So. Okay. Yep. And, of course, that goes back to Ingham Absolutely. County as well. All that money is reinvested in the fair. Okay. Um, the uh, The... The truck and tractor pull and the derby and all of these things. Now, are these uh, is that restricted only to Ingham County residents, or can anyone pretty much join in if they want? Anybody could join in if they want, of course, to watch. Or uh, most events are also open if anybody wanted to compete. Um, of course, if you're like in the truck and tractor pull, you'd have to have the truck or tractor. But right, right. The rodeo actually on Friday is an open rodeo. Um, the contestants pay the promoter a fee, and they can actually be in the rodeo. And uh, it's kind of interesting to see. It's kind of a for some, it's the first time. Yeah, I bet that would make for some fun watching. Yeah. Um, and by rodeo, this rodeo is throwing a lasso around a cow. A rodeo is like riding a wild animal. Right. Yeah, it's uh, bull riding. Okay. Um, that type of thing. Yeah, that's actually something I probably will never want to do <laughs> in my whole life. Um, okay, and um, the uh, Mason Fairgrounds are. Down the 127, right, is that right? It's easy to get to from East Lansing. You just go down US 127 South, and there's signs that mark it, but it's just called the Kip Road Exit. Okay. And you just take the Kip Road Exit about a mile off the highway, and you'll see the fairgrounds. All right. It's pretty easy to get to. Okay. Um, this might sound like a funny, strange question, but I have a lot of people ask me, are pets allowed? Actually, we do not allow pets. No. Okay. Um, we used to, but it just became a problem if people brought like their dogs and they got... Um, scared or involved with some of the other there's so many other animals right from that are being on exhibit so. okay all right so leave your animals at home leave the animals at home they're yeah. gonna miss out on the demolition derby this year <laughs> um what about for the uh, really young kids for the young kids um we have a kids day on tuesday and that's where we have a lot of different um performances in our free show pavilion we talked about uh, a magic show performing arts show just for the kids to enjoy we also have kids kids games at one o'clock on tuesday okay and then of course the the midway will be going with all the kitty rides and everything okay um, starting at 11 on tuesday because that's the big kids day and that's a really popular day okay a lot of kids come a lot of families right um also if it's really hot last year we had we added some cooling stations where we had misting fans under some tents that helped cool people off and um, that was really helpful to people too because we had some hot days last year. Right. When you bring kids to the fair, you got to be thinking about that. Sure, absolutely. When you bring yourself to the fair, you have yeah. to be thinking about that. <laughs> Drink lots of water. And right. Get misted off once in a while. That's very cool. Um, uh, you said rides. Now is that going to be like one of those portable carnival type things? Right. We or- have a carnival that comes in. They bring thirty rides. Um, oh, okay. They bring a lot of a mixture of rides, bigger rides. Um, they have a, a drop tower ride, a pirate ship type ride. Um, a Gravitron, you know, those type of rides for the right. older kids or older adults. And okay. For the young kids, they have a lot of uh, kiddie rides as well. Right. Um, small rides and fun houses, things like that. Sure. So, All right. Um, what uh, What's the most popular event? 
I'd say people in our fair, they really enjoy the Midway, and um, also in our grandstand, that last night, that Demolition Derby is just very popular. For some reason, every year, it nearly sells out, and huh. people just love to uh, see the car smash up. So. <laughs> right, and why do we love that? <laughs> well, when it happens on the street, we yeah. cry, and then we go and pay money to, to watch yeah, it. Yeah, they just love it. That's so. amazing. Um, let me ask you this. The Demolition Derby that's the last night, is that a continuation of the first? Uh, that's not the separate one. I, I didn't mention, the ones on Wednesday and Thursday are called Figure 8 Demolition Derby. They go on a, they go on a, they race around a track and figure eight and smash in the middle. Okay. Um, which is pretty exciting, but they don't quite destroy the cars as much as the last night, Saturday, August 2nd, is just a regular demolition derby where they all line up and back into each other and just smash the cars all up and, um, that seems to be very popular with people. So. so the that's the kind where it's just the last car that's running? Right, yep. They have different heats where the, um, they'll put ten cars in at a time. And then the top two cars that each heat will compete at the end, for, and then the one car that's running at the end um, will be the grand prize winner of the whole thing. So. Okay. That sounds pretty cool, yeah. i got to say. Um, as far as uh, beverages, um, are there is there going to be like adult beverages, or is this just strictly a... A non-alcoholic event. Well, it is a non-alcoholic event. We're okay. a, we're a family fair, okay. Um, so we don't have alcohol or anything like that. But okay. All your typical fair drinks, lemonade and okay, pop and water, those type of things. Well, it's always just good to clarify in case yeah, someone was intending to bring something or right. you know how that goes. Um, all right. Uh, is there anything that you feel that we <laughs> didn't cover or does oh, there's something we cover a lot there's just a lot going on like i said that website inghamfair.org has all the information and okay even more about all the different shows people can go to and all right all the things you can see once you get into the fairgrounds there's just a lot going on every right day. so okay cover it all but yeah sure new fair it'd be it'd be a lot of fun next week to check it out awesome well uh mike thank you so much okay. for taking time away from your family to join us this yeah, evening thank you all right have a good evening thank you too bye all right, we're going to take a quick break on exposure, and uh, we're going to be right back with my last guest. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. Smoking helpline. Yes, I need to start smoking right away. Excuse me? I need to start smoking. Well, actually, it's the Stop Smoking Helpline. The people in the apartment next to mine smoke three packs a day, and it drives me crazy. So I'm thinking four packs will do it. I think you want MySmokeFreeApartment.org. It gives you the information you need to work toward a smoke-free apartment building. A smoke-free building? Without all that smoking? Uh, Yeah, that's right. Make your apartment smoke-free without making a stink. MySmokeFreeApartment.org. When you get up in the morning and turn on the radio, you don't want to hear those other guys talking on your way to work, do you? You don't want to hear talking. You want to hear music. So here at The Impact, we are making you a promise. We're calling it the More Music Morning's 89-second play. We, The Impact, pledge that every weekday morning from 8 to 10 a.m., we will shut up and play music. We pledge that we won't talk for more than 89 seconds at a time, meaning more music all morning long. We pledge that every caller who requests a song between 8 and 10 a.m., Monday through Friday, will be entered to win a great Impact prize. And we pledge that in return for your listening to us, we will listen to you and play more music that you want to hear. So tune into the impact for more music mornings. Let us know what to play, and maybe you can win some cool stuff. Only here on 88.9 The Impact. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. 
And now, back to Exposure. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Um, you are listening to Exposure, and uh, I am, uh, well, I have been joined continually since the first interview. Nikki is still here. And uh, I wanted to ask her a couple more questions just a little bit about um, some of the things that she does over over there for the city. Is it the city? It's, no. It's, it's not the city. It's a nonprofit called the Northwest Initiative. Oh, okay. I work specifically with their program called the West Side Alliance. All and right. Our program works on revitalizing the historic commercial. And okay. All right. I got gotcha. you. You talked about a mural. And uh, as an artist, that's something that I would be interested in. Um, first, I guess, how did the idea to do a mural come about? And then what was the, uh, how did you go about finding the artist? Well, you know, as about as for finding the artist, this was a, a project that was kind of already instated when I got there at my internship. But I believe some of the the motivation behind doing a mural was, the store, the storefront that we're putting it on the side of is called Shinora's Beauty Supply. And they used to have a mural there, and people put graffiti over it. Right. And they eventually had to paint over the whole thing. Right. And there's still an existing mural from, from, from the first time, actually on the side of a house. But it's faded. They didn't really um, use techniques that would let the paint hold up. Okay. So I think that my boss had, had kind of considered, you know, we need a new mural. We need some color on Saginaw. And from there, they, they did some, they, they bought this book and they were looking at different mural paintings specifically. I mean, Chicago has a ton of them. Right. And they oftentimes are, they serve as a inspirational focal point for communities that, that may, may want or need one. Right. And so we got, they got, they got together Lansing artists. We have, um, we did, we did a mural inside Riddle Elementary School through our food systems program. And the woman that put that together, Erica Majors, we hired her, and we also asked for the help of several other artists, um, including um, Brian Whitfield, Brian Snyder. Um, we've had Joy Baldwin, who's actually one of our own staff members, right. as well as a woman named Alina Porashina. All, all of them fantastic artists. In fact, Brian Whitfield actually works for the state of Michigan. He draws maps. He, uh, oh. You can check out his artwork, um, actually, at, near the road construction for the bridge they're building uh -huh. down Farm Lane. Yeah. He, drew, he helped draw that, I think. Oh, okay. So we had all of them come in, and uh, the store owner, Aura, she wanted another piece with national icons, but specifically, she didn't want anyone that was dead, because her her idea was if we're going to put icons on there that have already gone and passed, that doesn't give anybody a lot of hope, does right. it? Right. So <laughs> we want some uplifting. Mural. We we want to have some people that are still around to help us out and uh, and give us some hope. So gotcha. We have a ton of of figures, and a big a big part of this mural has been diversity. We have we have the kids silhouettes that have helped out. Um, at Black Child and Family Institute Fine mm -hmm. Arts Camp, right? We have them as part of the border, and they've helped out like with their handprints, and they've helped actually fill in a lot of this mural. Okay. Along with the artists who have have, have drawn up faces, um, we have national icons, uh, including like Barack Obama, right. got Queen Latifah, and right. We have. Uh, I wish I could remember his name is. He's 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 a a surgeon. Shoot. Huh. Oh my gosh, I can't remember what his name is. 
What's his claim to fame? Parts. He's um he actually grew up I believe in Detroit and okay. uh, got his way out of poverty and he's like a top surgeon a chap a, a top like oral not oral a top uh, pediatrician yeah does, wow does surgery on children and I wish I could remember his name oh. it'll probably come to you in a minute I know probably when I'm done with this <laughs> so do they yeah, do they you're right when you're walking out the door exactly do they submit their idea of what their art piece is going to be or is it do you tell them what you want and then they just do it or well, I think that was the beauty of, of doing this mural process. We really started it as soon as I, I got there in May, and we, we came up with um, we had design sessions every Wednesday um, for about four weeks, and we advertised in Sexton High School at Let's Community Center, and we would get together for about an hour or two with the artists, and the kids were welcome to join, and sometimes we had a great turnout, and sometimes we didn't, and right. they would go through magazines um, as well as some, some books from the library and and we would talk about talk with them about what is a mural, who inspires you, what what do you want to be when you grow up, right? And and that's how we put it together. It's it's been a really um, organic way of, of doing it. All of the artists, they they get together and they essentially take pictures that they've that they've agreed upon and they've painted it. So no no face is the same style as 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 all the faces, right? Because each artist puts in their own work, right? Which is, which I think is wonderful. That's I awesome. I think it, it, it just adds a lot more character to the piece itself. Right. Um, how big would you say this mural is? It is a, you know what, I, I have it. You've got the exact like dimension. A, I think it's like a 50 foot by, oh, maybe I don't have it. It's like a 50 foot by 20 feet mural. Okay. It's, a, it's a big mural. Right, okay. They did it on panels and they've been drilling them into the wall. Um, I guess these panels hold the paint better. Oh, okay. So it's they about, paint them on the ground and then put them up on yeah, the... Oh, okay. We're, we're still in the process of drilling them on, Okay. but we're almost there. And and it really does look fantastic. That's the very cool. The colors are just beautiful. Um, I am, for sure, I am going to drive and go see this. Um, what There's always a fine line between what is a mural and what's graffiti. <laughs> um, obviously, this has taken time with talented artists. What can you do to, is there anything you could do to prevent graffiti? Is Are you going to put like a coating on it so that graffiti can be washed off? Or is that just something, unfortunately, you have to deal with? I think it would just be something, unfortunately, we have to deal with. But I think that I think that our group is a big believer in context. And I think that if, if since we since these, these artists are local, I think if we ever had any problems, maybe they would come back and help us paint it back to the right, way it was. Right. You know, I mean, we do street cleanups, and even though the weeds come back, we still go out and take them down again because if you get people used to not having weeds, they'll stop letting them grow. Nikki, you are absolutely correct. It goes back to the why make your bed if you're just going to sleep in it again. So, all right, well, that's good. I, I like I like that attitude, and I'm excited to see that mural. Um, Nikki, thank you so much for hanging out and uh, giving us a little oh, more insight into that. And uh I'm going to turn it over to the lovely Karina and Doug. Is he over there? Yeah, he's around. He's here. All right. Well, they got a great show rolling in for you. They got Progressive Torch and Twang. So stay tuned for that. You've been listening to the Impact 89 FM Exposure Show on WDBM. Thanks for listening to this evening's Exposure, only on 88.9 The Impact.